Oh, there we go. That mu- that music sounded really loud. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, brought to you by Rick's Pro Truck, three locations, RPT in Gluckstadt, RPT in Flowood, and RPT Commercial. Rick'sProTruck.com. We are live from Raggio Mercantile Shop today in Raymond, Mississippi. They've got their big spring outdoor pop-up. Tomorrow, 12 to 5, uh, celebrating one spring, two, turkey hunting, and uh, all things. Let me make sure I get this right, and I think I'm going to absolutely nail this. Curating a collection of high-quality, unique items for men. That is the Raggio Mercantile Shop. And he's got Walker Wilson tomorrow, uh, live music 2 to 5. Walker was on The Voice Monday night, and Blake Shelton uh, picked him, so that's cool too. Food truck, all kinds of different things going on on the square here in Raymond. Raggio Mercantile Shop, spring outdoor pop-up tomorrow, 12 to 5. We want to welcome in Steve Robertson, jeanspage.com, 247 Sports, the Boneyard Podcast. Steve joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Steve, are you on your way to Lexington? I am. Yeah. Matter of fact, uh, I'm up here in extreme northeast Mississippi. The service might be a little spotty, so I apologize. But, uh, yeah, we're on the way to Lexington to go watch the uh, Mississippi State Bulldogs take on Kentucky. But I'm Southeastern Conference College Baseball play. Yeah, that I'm looking at the weather right now. It's going to be miserable as far as weather. Yeah, especially today. It's but it's supposed to rain, you know, really this morning and into the early afternoon hours. It's supposed to be cleared out well before game time, but it's going to be it's going to be cold and damp and uh, Kentucky all weekend. So wow, do you? So I mean, how do you think that that could impact the series? I think the main thing is, you know, from pitching standpoint, you, you can really attack zone because number one nobody likes hitting in uh, 40 degree weather but and the ball just doesn't travel as much because the, you know, the air is so much thicker you know now could be a different dynamic with hunter hines you know because he, he's never in his life had a home run that just leaked over the fence you know i mean you know when he gets them he gets them and they got this short porch out in right field and i think that's something to consider when you think about kellen clark colton ledbetter hunter hines you know, the power bats on the left hand side in a park that is very friendly to left-handed hitters, but the you know the weather conditions are not ideal for long ball. So I think you're going to see some guys go out there and try to pound the zone just because the ball is just not going to carry as much. Okay, um, they're on a is it a seven-game winning streak? Yeah, they so, a seven-game winning streak. Kentucky's won eleven in a row. Damn. Okay. So is this? Do people believe this is Mingione's best team today? Maybe you know they, they flipped the roster and uh, I traded some messages yesterday with Nick and uh, man they're you know they're excited. I mean and they should be. I mean they, they flipped the roster around. He brought in some guys from the portal and uh, you know, they're playing well. And granted, their non-conference schedule has not been nearly as challenging as Mississippi State, uh, but they did ten run roll Indiana on Tuesday. And Indiana's not having a great year, but. Anytime that you ten run rule of power five team, I mean, that's a pretty big accomplishment. I don't care what the circumstances are. I mean, it doesn't happen very often. I mean, to get ten run ruled by another power five team is just—it's just not something that happens with great regularity. And 
especially in this day and time. But uh, you know, you got to tip the cap to Kentucky there. I mean, you know, Indiana's a team that's been in the College World Series here a couple times in the last decade. So that's not a program without culture. Okay, all right. Handicap the series for me. So Mississippi State's won seven in a row. I don't think they quote unquote turned the corner. More more power to them for winning games. I think there's still a lot of question marks. They're capable of taking the series. Sure sounds like Kentucky is too. Do you kind of have this even 50-50? What do you see? Yeah, and I, and I agree with you too. I mean, it's like State's won the games that here in the last 10 days that they should have won, right? I mean, like I don't think anybody expected Lipscomb to take a game. It's college baseball. You never know. But, yeah, I still think there are some question marks around this team. I don't think there are the same number of question marks that were 10 days ago. But, uh, you know, how's State going to handle that turf up there this weekend, right? I mean, you know, it's the first time playing on turf. Ball gets by you a little bit quicker. Does it impact the offense more than the defense? You know, that's something to see. But yeah, I think tonight's a big game. I said I think you know I had State winning on Saturday. Landon Garman's going on Saturday. I think it goes well. I think Sunday is just Friday was the game I was worried about, even though Durantwell was pitching, just because of the fact number one, it's the first day in a new environment. It's SEC play. Um, yeah, it's just going to be interesting to see how they pitch it, but. Um, if State could take tonight, I feel really good about the series. But I had State winning on Saturday, and then you know, Sunday's kind of a free-for-all. And, uh, if Graham Einstein can go out there and throw strikes, I think the State's offense is good enough to knock Sunday pitching around a little bit. But uh, I'm expecting a very competitive series. It probably won't be decided until late on Sunday. Okay, so Gerangelo, Gartman, how, how do you say the other dude? Einstein. Einstein. Even Lamonis couldn't say it. Uh, a month ago when we had him on, he was laughing about it. Um, or he said, I'm going to butcher it. Anyway, uh, is it Gerangelo Sinjay or Sinja? Now, he says it's Sanji. Like Sanji. Gerangelo uh, Sanji. That's what I asked him Sanji. specifically. We're not in Frisco. I said, I, I've heard a thousand pronunciations. You tell me. And he said it's Sanji. San, like Sanji. Like T-J-E. That's how you pronounce it. That's from him, and he's from Curacao, so I would trust him to know how to pronounce his own name. That's what other people say differently. That's directly from him. All right, let me try it again. Gerangelo Sanji. You're close. you got to emphasize the T a little bit, but let's get there together. Gerangelo Sanji. Sanji. Like Sanji. Yeah, there you go. Got it, got it, got it. He is a talented, talented dude. Um, Where do you think they'll be? All right, so he throws from the left and the right. Uh, last week, yeah. I think, Steve, they pulled him at 73 pitches. Um, what do you think the breakout – okay, so it's supposed to be 25 degrees tonight, but he is going for his uh, second weekend start. Uh, breakout or breakdown, where do you think his pitch count will be from the left and the right and total, Steve? Yeah, that's a good question I mean, because you got to wonder, a guy from a tropical climate, I mean, how often is he pitched in these conditions? How is he going to respond? How do you acclimate? You know, and so, of course, the team got here on yesterday, but, uh, yeah, the weather's expected to deteriorate a little bit today. And so I just don't know. I mean, it's a, that, that's the, the thing. It's so difficult to predict future human performance, especially for a guy that's never had to pitch in these conditions, mm. uh, especially with this thing. I mean, it's an SEC game. I mean, right? It's just some uh, – you know, travel team baseball thing. I mean, so I don't know, but I know the kid's a competitor, and uh, I know that yeah. his pitch count's going up a little bit each week. And yeah, I just you know they'll, they'll manage him and be careful. But uh, I, yeah, the number of thing one state can do to help 
uh, Durangelo is just get out there and get some runs on the board early. You know, find a way to get one across. I think you know if I were if I were playing this game, if I'm coaching this game, I'm playing for one every inning. Just because if you get a I think if you get a lead in this ball game, runs are going to be at a premium more times than not. And under these conditions, if you come out there and you got Larry and Ledbetter and those guys that can move runners and they can run bases, because it's going to be a fast track, right? And, and you know, I guess Ledbetter and Larry are what twenty-one or twenty-two in stolen bases this year. You got to get those guys on base and get them around. I'm playing for one early to give my young pitcher a lead, and then uh, we'll just kind of keep tacking on. But that would be my strategy. I don't think you can come out there trying to play home run derby. Okay, Steve Robertson on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Steve, are you surprised Dome is still in the bullpen? He's proven he can go five-plus coming out of the pen. Um, you just mentioned the starting rotation. Uh, do you, do you kind of think that that is set for now and they really like him in, in long relief appearances? How do you see it? Well, well I think you've you, you got to get Nixon healthy. You know, that, that's the thing. It's like, you know, if you, don't, if you move Nate – uh, you know, down to the rotation, you know, who do you have on the back end? I mean, you know, if, if Nixon was healthy, I think maybe you, you look at things a little bit differently. But okay. I think it's kind of like a Landon Sims situation, whereas you got to get him in the game with a lead, right? And so it's like, hey, you know, how can you best impact? Like, like say, for an example, what, what do you throw, 18 pitches on Wednesday? I mean, you know, he, he's clearly available this weekend. But let's say he comes out there and he closes out a game tonight. Maybe he does it with, you know, minimal pitches, well, then you could bring him back on Sunday. Or if you put him in a starting rotation, you could only use him once. Let's say let's say he closes out a Friday-Sunday game. All right, well, then he's impacted three games this week for you. Whereas if he was a starting pitcher, it's only one game. And so I, I kind of look at him as some people have made these comparisons, you know, like Kevin Cobb when he was at Arkansas. You don't want to use him as much as Dave Van Horn did. I mean, today probably owes that kid an arm. But, uh, <laughs> but the reality of it is, is you want to use Nate Dome and – he can best impact your ability to win a baseball game. If you put him out there and he goes six innings and the bullpen blows it, and you've wasted him. Whereas right. if you use him on the back end, he's got to get you a couple wins a week in relief. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. Do you expect – I'm sorry? When, when do you expect Aaron Dixon, Nixon back, Steve? Yeah, I ask that question every week, and uh, it's difficult to get a straight answer when it comes to injuries, and that's, that's understandable. Um, I don't think you see anybody do this weekend under these conditions. I mean, you've got to get it a little bit tender. The last thing you want to go do is gas them up out here in this freezing weather. So I don't think you'll see a new face this weekend. I thought we might see some down in Biloxi, and uh, when we didn't, I asked Lamontis in postgame about it, you know, and I think it's probably next week. But uh, I think you're starting. You're close to getting some guys back. I mean, you know, Pico hadn't made his debut for the year, and he was the guy that was you know, fairly reliable last year as a freshman. So you want to get him out there as quickly as you can because you begin to think about this: What does this staff look like with a healthy Kate Smith, Pico Kong, and Aaron Nixon? But you're going to feel a whole lot better about it. I must like I had some free agents or some guys in the portal uh, in the middle of the season. But you got to get them back and get them healthy. You can't rush them back before they're ready. If you had to bet $100 on it, do you think that Cade Smith, Pico Khan, and Aaron Nixon are back next weekend for the Vanderbilt Series? I don't know if I would take all three of them. I would say maybe to give me odds on two out of those three, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd lay a bet on that. But, uh, you know, I, nobody's out for the year. You know, I, I, and that's the thing that's important. It's just, you know, it's, 
and that's the thing about Nixon. You brought him in expecting him to be over, to be the guy to just kind of beat the new landing stems, and he's, he's had one appearance. You know, he just hadn't been healthy. So, And then there's so much of that. You know, we talk about, you know, the greatest ability in sports is availability. Mm-hmm. You know, so it doesn't matter how talented you are when you're sitting on the bench. So, you know, State's trying to navigate through this and then get some guys back. And you know, if they can come back healthy and, and return to form, I, I, you, I think you really like State's chance down the stretch here to put together a good season. I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it, after a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to, and I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day, and that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot. And believe me, it is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance Plus, save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Steve Robertson on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Let's switch gears, Steve. Uh, They haven't had that much spring practice. They had a couple of practices so that they could jump into pads when they come back in a couple of days from from spring break. Uh, I see here where you and some of your your guys are talking about wide receiver Jordan Mosley from Northwestern, who looked good in camp last year but then fought injuries throughout the season. Um, Do you consider him – I mean, I know know Robinson's up there and Tulu and so on – do you consider Jordan Mosley one of the most talented wide receivers on the roster or no? Yeah, I think he is. And uh, I don't have him in that same – I don't have him up there with Tulu with Justin. Not, not yet. We haven't proven it right. But as far as watching him in practice and things like that, I mean, yeah, he does some dynamic things. And we were expecting to see more of him on the field last year and he got a little bit banged up. But I like this wide receiver core. Now, obviously, you, they're not going to be as reliant on those guys as they were in their air raid offense going to run it a lot more but there's some talent in this in this room and uh, i think jordan's a guy that a lot of people look back you know 
maybe end of the year, if the guy stays healthy, he'd say, this guy was a solid contributor. Where did he come from? Well, you know, he transferred from Northwestern and just was simply banged up last year. But, yeah, he, he's a guy that – I wouldn't say that he's going to be a, quote, difference maker, but I do think he is a guy that will come in and be a very productive, probably a two-deeper. But I, I do expect him to make some pretty sizable contributions this year. Uh, who do you think's more talented, Jordan Mosley or Jaden Wally? I think Jaden Wally's more explosive. You know, uh, you know, Jaden, you know, drops have been a bit of an issue in his career, but but he's a gamer, you know. And I don't know that you know Jordan is a proven commodity. I think Jaden Wally is the guy you kind of know what you're going to get with him. And so, if I had to pick between the two, more, more natural athletic ability, I'm, I'm going Wally. Do you? I had a guy who's really close to the program who said after watching Mike Wright, the transfer quarterback from Vanderbilt, for 60 days, that, yes, Will Rogers is going to be the starter, but Mike Wright's presence will be felt each and every practice in the spring and in August. What are your thoughts? Oh, I agree. And uh, I think Mike Mike's a guy, too, from his time at Vanderbilt. You know, I don't think he feels like he has to be the guy in order to contribute. And I think they'll have some packages for Wright. And I think, especially in the red zone, you know, the, the, the threat to be able to to run the football and get outside and that QP pass option thing, I, I think it makes State a very lethal team in many respects in the red zone. And I think, you know, State was a good team in the red zone last year without the mobile quarterback. But I think having a little bit of a package here, the ride is good. And just watch him in practice. I mean, you can tell this guy's got – he's got you know, some swag about him. And I mean that in the right way, not in the in more literal connotation that's made its way on social media. I mean, this is a guy that just kind of has a presence about himself. And uh, the, the kid's a winner. And I'm glad he's part of the Mississippi State football team. When you when you talk to your friend that is close to the program, can you ask him how he feels about a Power 5 team getting 10-run rolls and how rare that is? I will. I'll do that right after the show. Um, Steve Robertson. Text me. Steve Robertson, uh, the Boneyard Podcast on the Out of Bounds show. Let's go to defense. Uh, Travion Williams, I think, is the most talented player they've signed since Willie Gay. I'm not. I don't want to debate that with you. But with Crumity and Pickering, and Russell and Davis and Deontay Anderson and these guys coming back. What is realistic for him? Uh, I mean, do you expect him to play a – even if he doesn't start, do you expect Travion Williams to play a lot in 2023? Oh, I think you have to. I mean, yeah, it's like he's one of those kind of guys, too. It's like once you get him out there on that field and people see him, how are you going to get him off, right? I mean, he played a little bit last year. He got nicked up a little bit. But that guy's an NFL guy, you know, and I'm a big proponent. I know you are, too, Bo. I, I believe in playing your best players. Right, yeah. and uh, that was something at times I think Mullen kind of struggled with. But David Turner was the guy that played Josh Boyd and Fletcher Cox freshman, and so he's not scared to put a young guy out there to talent it. And so I think it's a good combination. But I do I think Trevion Williams can be a difference maker for this team. State's got to get some, got to generate some pressure off the edge, right? I mean, and that's where you know you know guys got to step up and do a good job. But I think Trevion's one of those guys that uh, a lot of people in this conference don't really know. You know, they know his name from the recruiting boards and all that kind of stuff. But they don't know how that guy's really capable of. I, I do think he's an NFL guy. I do think he plays a lot. And I think by the end of the year, is he, even though he's not in the starting lineup maybe, I think he's a guy that's going to play starter snaps. I think he'll take the majority of the snaps, even if he's not the starter.
starter in the second half of the year. I just think that's a guy, it's going to be difficult to keep him off the field. He's going to be so productive. As far as basketball, do you think that there is an opportunity to bring Tolu Smith back? I think there is an opportunity. I think it's pretty slight. Um, you know, I'm sure that there'll be some NIL conversations over the course of this because, I mean, I think he'll get his feedback. And I think if we're being brutally honest with ourselves, you know, he's probably an undrafted free agent. You know, maybe sure. he goes to the G League or whatever or goes overseas. And you can say, well, he is what he is. And I don't know that I agree with that. I think Chris Jan's got more out of Tolu Smith than we've ever gotten in his entire career. I think he could benefit from another year. Of course, Mississippi State fans love to have it back, but ideally what you want is guys to come get their degree and then, you know, move along in their chosen vocation. If that ends up being pro basketball, then so be it. But I think Tolu's got some things left to prove, and I think that he did a great job this year kind of buying in and, and his game benefited from it. And so what kind of prospect does he look like next year with another year in the system? And that's a decision that he and his family will have to make. Yeah, he doesn't really fit the NBA. I mean, hell of a player, but but that's that's just not the, it's not 1997 NBA anymore. And so that's that's kind of a he's probably he's worth more in NIL than at the NBA level. Uh, who do you? I mean, uh, Cam Matthews, Shaq Moore, uh, who else? I'm, I'm hearing Sean Jones Jr. will be tough to bring back. That the the Texas Houston area schools will be very aware of him. And that could be a challenge. Who do you expect back? That's a great question, and I think uh, you know, I think there's probably a good chance that Cam is back. And I think I think Shaq probably owes it to himself to come back because where's he going to go? That's the thing you're going to ask yourself. It's like, okay, I want to go play pro ball, but you're going to go to Croatia. I mean, you know, it's like you begin to think about that. I mean, Ugh. you come back to play another year, and maybe something that works out for you. And age is a factor with some of these guys that were COVID seniors and things like that. But I think it's just going to be an interesting offseason. I know that Chris Jans is already, uh, you know, beginning to work the portal and things of that nature. And I just began to think to myself, you know, what, what will this team look like with just a couple of shooters? I mean, you don't have to, and you don't have to have an army of them. If you guys had a couple of guys that can keep you honest and be able to connect from the perimeter and keep people from stacking the paint. You know, I mean, I, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what he can do. I mean, in year one, he took a kind of a hodgepodge roster, and that, that's really a, a tribute to the staff and, and, of course, some some players that kind of bought in and did the best they could. But this is not an extremely talented team, you know, and I just begin to think, what's Chris Jans going to do when he has some talent? Josh Hubbard coming from MRA. Um you know he's a hell of a player, and then you mentioned the transfers that will will be coming in. It will be, and Josh can shoot it from the parking lot, and he's already got one guy, one shooter committed, as you know, or signed. And uh, we'll see what else uh, they do on the recruiting front. All right, Steve, uh, safe travels to uh, Lexington, Kentucky. My two restaurant recommendations: Tony's downtown and Frank and Dino's is an amazing Italian restaurant. Be good. Thanks for the Rex. We'll see you soon. Okay. Steve Robertson on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Bundle your car and home today and save with your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. In fact, there's one right behind us here. I'm at Raggio Mercantile Shop, and there's a Farm Bureau Insurance agent that I could – and I'm not not now in my 40s and definitely wasn't as good as Raggio at Meridian or Bellhaven, but I could throw a baseball to his uh, – 
to his office. Bundle your car and home and save at your with your local Farm Bureau insurance agent. And I'm going to talk Raggio into giving something away, maybe a gift certificate or something, um, when we take a break here in a second, or something else in, in the shop, whatever he wants to do. So we'll do that. I want to let you know that uh, Josh Raggio and Raggio Mercantile Shop have their spring outdoor pop-up tomorrow. It's basically a party, and it's 12 to 5. They'll open at 10 a.m., but the, uh, the big party is from 12 to 5. He's got celebrity turkey hunters coming in. That's the 247 hunt, guys. He also has Mississippi vendors, among other vendors, coming in. He's got a food truck. And Walker Wilson will be playing live music from 2 to 5. And he was on The Voice Monday night. And Blake Shelton picked Walker Wilson. And Walker's from here. And he will be playing here from 2 to 5 at Raggio Mercantile Shop. And we're really excited about that. Also, i got to give a shout-out to Mary Taylor. She's with Eagle Nutrition. She owns Eagle Nutrition. And she brought uh, me a salted caramel shake and a spring breaker tea this morning. She's sweet as can be. And she owns Eagle Nutrition, which you can walk to here on the Raymond, Mississippi Square. And again, we're live from Raggio Mercantile Shop, and they've got the big party and the festivities tomorrow, 12 to 5, spring outdoor pop-up, powered by Raggio Mercantile Shop in Raymond. <laughs> 